up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you are locked in and tuned into the 3 FN Podcast. And of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we are going to be jumping back into that Wayback Machine to take you back to the year 1998 to review The Waterboy for its 25th anniversary for the 3FN Movie Club Review. But before we get there, I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. First, let's start with the man who, because he has a lot of time on his hands over the next month, decided to volunteer his duties to uh, be the local water boy for a local basketball team with his hopes that he would get to see some boobies. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Ron. I was trying. Turned into a wet t-shirt contest afterwards. Huh? Did it? Uh, that doesn't work so well for the wet t-shirt contest, by the way, sir. <laughs> Works well. Just fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. And of course, he's making his return this week. And did lose his title in his absence, by the way. Uh, but making his return, the man that doesn't need an introduction yet has the longest introduction of in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He is the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. This is Diesel. The Yoo-Hoo has stopped rocketing out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we didn't share that that, that descriptor <laughs> with the, 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 the people last week, except for the patrons. We did tell, uh, I did make a, 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 I did my worst Boston accent at the end to talk about your pock and your ass and the, t- and the crap. <laughs> But uh, that's about the far as I went uh, on the mainstream. But I'm glad that the Yoo-Hoo is no longer uh, seeping out of you. Yeah, it dried up. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. Did you put a blow dryer up there? Oh, I wish. I need to get a blow dryer just for my balls. <laughs> uh, funny story. I saw a guy at the gym, uh, you know, put one up as a towel. Oh. And I went, fuck, I usually use that for my beard. And I just decided not to use it that day. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one of those times you go, yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, uh, before we share any more stories, uh, let's talk about how our week has been. Ronald, how uh, has been the week? It's been okay. You know, it was the week before Thanksgiving, so... You know, Thanksgiving went and happened. We had family and all that fun stuff. And then Sunday rolled around and it was my mom's birthday because, you know, this week I have like six birthdays. <laughs> so it's more of a uh, dread. But uh, we, you know, went to my mother's birthday, had dinner at a local restaurant. And, nice. you know, it's been just very just mellow, 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 mellow. Well, okay. Uh, Diesel, well, technically, how has been your last couple weeks? Uh, it's been a blur. <laughs> Everything melts together. Work, work. But I did have a nice Thanksgiving over at my dad's. It was just my uh, dad's stepmom and one of my stepsisters. So it was really quiet, mellow. And then I spent all weekend here at Dragon Master Games for their Black Friday sale. And oh, it was it was a, it was a long weekend, but it was good. It was very good. 
Well, good. I'm glad. Uh, my Thanksgiving was very good. Uh, you know, I was spending it with some family. It was it was always it's always a fun time, especially uh, when you don't have to do the dishes yourself. Yeah, thank you or clean up. So that was fun. Also, on top of that, I, I did find out that uh, my friend Missy does listen to the show. She says sometimes the, she says she likes it, except for sometimes when we get on some of our panthers. But she knows all. Well, she knows me and you at least. Yeah. <laughs> so she understands. But I'm like, okay, well. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm sure she's tuning out after the YooHoo bits. <laughs> but anyways, uh, anyways, it was it's a fun time. It's always good. A great food. I love going there. It's my favorite uh, time. It's my favorite holiday for that reason, by the way. Uh, and then uh, this past weekend, I went up to Geneva to visit our friend George and also to watch WWE Survivor Series. Of course, uh, if you want to see how I felt about WWE Survivor Series and as well as Ken M from the ODPH, to go to the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. And uh, there we have our post-show recap for Survivor Series. Check that out if you're a pro wrestling fan. Also, if you're a pro wrestling fan, make sure you're on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel because every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we bring you Wrestling Night Live, talking about everything in the world of pro wrestling. And we want to chat with you if you can't watch it live at 8 p.m on thursdays go don't worry it's up there on the youtube uh, for forever pretty much so yeah check out the replay comment and uh, chat with us so that's for all you pro wrestling fans that's one less thing i have to do during shameless plugs <laughs> also go to nerdinitiative.com you know I'm, I'm contractually obligated to say that as well <laughs> and check out everything we got going on because there's a lot of cool stuff going on right now in the world of nerd initiative all right with that being said folks uh hopefully you all had a great week those of you in the states who celebrate thanksgiving i hope you had a delicious turkey meal and i hope you have a great upcoming week as well of course this week's show as i said in the beginning in the 3fn movie club review we will be reviewing the water boy for his 25th anniversary and uh but before then we'll hit diesel's movie triple stuff where he's got the box office upcoming films and of course this week's top three but before we can have any fun we have to get some business out of the way and that means some opening shameless plugs and of course if you would like to find out anything about the 3fn podcast at all Go to 3fmpodcast.com. There you can find all the social media links. You can find the Public link. You can also find the Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3fmpodcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content while helping out the show. On top of all of that, there is a section where you can see friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast. Go visit Ken M and them. Uh, that'll take you right over to their website. Also, you can stream their show right from 3fmpodcast.com. While you're there, check out the uh, musical directory where bands like Shout at the Robots, who does the theme song for the 3FM podcast every week, it's called Fail Better. That's where they uh, we list them off because they allow us to use their music so we don't get hit with those dreaded DMCAs. Make sure you support all those wonderful bands on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And last but not least, when you go over to the website, visit that sponsor section. Those are the people who uh, bring, this show, bring this show to you every week without uh, having to listen to those pesky commercials. But we're gonna give them a shout out right now. First of all, first and foremost, folks, we've got our friends in the 607, Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. So if you have a car and you need it detailed and you want a deal right now, they got a lot of specials going on for the holiday season. Diesel, who do you call? Call 607-644-3389. Tell them the 3FN Podcast sent you when you're ready to put the pride back in your ride. Remember, that's just our local sponsor. So if you're not in the 607, sorry about your old damn look. Uh, next up, talk about a national sponsor, though. The energy sponsor of the uh, 3FN podcast, Dubby Energy. Go to dubby.gg, that's D-U-B-B-Y.gg, and use the promo code 3FNPOD, that's the number 3FNPOD, at checkout for 10% off of every order. Not just the first order, every order. Thank you, Dubby Energy, for being the official 
energy sponsor of the 3FM podcast. Also, go to uh, check out uh, SciFiHorrorFest.com. Vendor spots are available, and so are tickets. You're going to want to check those out coming up in August. And last but certainly not least, our main sponsor, who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That's right, Dragon Master Games. Visit them on the World Wide Web for all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs. DragonMasterGames.com You know, it's the holiday season. Give them a bigger shout out. Everybody gets the full one instead of my abbreviated one I started doing. <laughs> the abbreviated one works so much better for me and my announcer's voice, but we love our sponsors. We love everything going on. And we're, if you forgot anything that I just spieled off there, 3FNpodcast.com's got your hookup like Big Popo Pump. Now that we've got the business out of the way, it is now finally time to get the fun started. And you know, we have to start the show with... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Got a pretty interesting box off this week. Coming in at number five with $7.3 million for its second week, Thanksgiving. Nice. Uh, it's made its money back. I like it. So we're going to do a sequel, Ron. Oh, I hope so. Uh, coming in at number four, we got a kids movie here, Trolls Band Together with $18 million for its second week. I'm surprised that didn't do better, especially on holiday weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't maybe, know. Maybe the consumers are like, fuck them kids. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because we have another kids movie at the number three oh. spot with $20 million, Wish. For a Disney movie at the three spot? For a kids movie on a holiday weekend? Yep. That's a little concerning. Coming in at number two, debuting this week, Napoleon with $20 million. I'm not surprised. It looks like a good movie. Early Oscar pick. Long, though. Yeah. yeah two and a half. It's, it's all right, though. It Did you go movie. see it? Yeah. Jeff and I went Would you give it a thumbs up? Middle, thumbs I, I give thumbs it a thumbs up. up. It's thumbs if, if it's just the, his, it's the history. You know pretty much all of it, it's, but it's worth a watch. All right. There you go. There's your spoiler-free recommendation from Ron. Yeah. And Diesel, what's the number one movie in America? Staying in the number one spot with another $29 million, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. You know, I'm not, you know, we don't dive into that or uh, apply that uh, comic book movies are dead, but three weeks in and the Marvel's not in the top five. Yeah. Which I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. So yeah. yeah, go back and listen to our review of that. We we actually all enjoyed it, but uh, that is wild. It, three weeks in and it's gone. Yep. Wow. Uh, well, Diesel, now that we know how the uh, current box office is running, what's some upcoming movies coming to the box office? All right, coming out this week on December 1st, we have Godzilla Minus One. I will just tell everybody this. That will be a Patreon-exclusive uh, separate uh, review. We are going to be reviewing that, but it's going to be Patreon only. Uh, we are debating putting it out, and if we do, it will come out after patrons get it a little like a week later. So there is a possibility that the masses get to hear it, but if you would like to hear it, guaranteed... Patreon.com slash 3FM podcast for as little as $1 a month. Also coming out, we have The Shift, Silent Night. By the way, Silent Night will be next week's 3FM Movie Club review. And then coming out the following week on December 8th, we have Poor Things, The Boy and the Heron. Ooh. Which, that's the that's uh, new the, Ghibli Studios yeah, the movie. New, that, looks, that, that looks good. Actually. Yeah, it looks really interesting. Uh, Eileen and Fast Charlie. By the way, that week, speaking of patrons, and I'm not trying to oversell Patreon, I won't give the link again, uh, 3FMpodcast.com, though, for the link, uh, th- that week we are going to let the patrons pick our way back movie. By the way, we will tell you what's in the running. So in the running for that week that the patrons will be choosing, Grand Torino, Grumpy Old Men, Twins, Naked Gun, 
And Christine and all of them are celebrating either, uh, I know Christine is uh, like a 45-year anniversary, or a no, 40th anniversary, sorry. Yeah. Naked Gun is 35, Twins is uh, 35, uh, and uh, Grumpy Old Men is uh, 30. Yep. And Grant Torino, I think, is only 10 years yeah, or 15. Right. 15. So I, I didn't write down the years. So they're all celebrating an anniversary like we do when we do the rewinds. But uh, that is going to be one of the picks. And the patrons will choose which one of those movies we will be reviewing that week for the main feed. There you go. Another another benefit to being a patron, I guess. I'm just throwing it out there. Tis the season. By the way, if you get your orders in uh, before the end of the month, uh, you might still uh, apply to get the Christmas shirt. There's a Christmas shirt. Uh, all of our patrons are actually getting two shirts, but if you join now, you can still probably get the Christmas shirt. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Just uh, But that's on the $3 tier. I think that's still a steal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, anyways, now that I'm done shameless plugging, uh, what is this week's top three diesel? This week's top three is your top three favorite football players in movies. So the characters themselves, not like actors that play in movies. All right, so I want to throw this out there. Diesel told me last minute that I could not pick radio. So, listen, just because I can't pick him because he never took a pass or didn't coach the game or anything, I, I, I'm still saying it's an honorable mention to radio. I'm a big fan of that fucking movie. Yeah. Heart of the team, but never took a snap. So, so For liability reasons. So I just want to throw this out there. My number three spot, not only did he act in a play, he also caught a pass. That's Lucas. Oh. <laughs> He also, he also is real handy with some Crisco. Uh, another story for another day. Uh, in, in the number two spot, I have a tie, and they're both from the movie Any Given Sunday. Because a coach is kind of out there, we have to give it up to Tony D'Amato as the coach. But the, the player that I'm going to give it up to is Steeman, Willie Beeman, uh, from uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, by the way. Uh, that came out in the year 1999. So next year, hint, hint you're definitely getting a review of any given Sunday. I just want to throw it out there because it'll be an anniversary at that point. Now, with that being said, my number one pick and my favorite of all time, the Italian stallion himself, Rocky Balboa. I've always been a Rocky fan, so number one is Rocky. And uh, go ahead, Ron, you're up next. Well, my honorable mention, because we have to do movies, because everybody would have picked Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. Uh, my number three, Fuck you, Rich. Lucas. <laughs> I was trying to go for the joke, too, and you beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the best part about going first. <laughs> uh, number two, Tweeter, because Tweeter does what Tweeter does. Tweeter. Fire City Bugs. What's, what's that? Uh, how are you going to like prison, Tweeter? I'll be okay. <laughs> Which also... Came out in 1999. Hint, hint. <laughs> and, and as Diesel knows, also one of my favorite movies of all time. So that will also be that'll also be reviewed. And then uh, from the replacement, Shane Falco. Ooh, good ones, good ones. Diesel, you're up. What's your top three? All right, I got an honorable mention from the Miami Dolphins. Their former kicker, Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Continue on. All right, coming in at number three, though we also have Shane Falco. The quarterback, the scab quarterback for the Washington Sentinels. <laughs> ah, there you go. And who's your number one pick? Nope, that was those three. That was oh, an oh I mention. forgot that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot you had honorable mentions. Uh, number two is Louis Elastic for T.C. Williams High School Titans. Ah, <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> nice. And then number one 
for Bud Kilmer's Wes Canaan Coyotes, we're going with Billy Bob. <laughs> William Robert, the man-child, William I, Robert. I give it a 10. Hey, listen. Ten. Listen, I haven't I haven't been able to use it recently, so let's just break it out for this this occasion. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. A fucking 10. There we go. We haven't used it in a while. I had to, I got to get that one out there. All right. By the way, nobody nobody said the greatest one of the greatest baseball players of all time. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> all right. With that being said, though, that's going to take us out of uh, Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. If you guys would like to drop us a top three, we really have to get better about doing it early so we can have people and say it. So maybe maybe that's going to be a goal for the new year. Uh, we might be able to get it in this year too, but good goal for the new year. But if you would like to drop them after the fact, always hit us up on those social medias. But now that we are exiting Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff, we're going to enter right into... Welcome to Three Thumbheads Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That's right, it's now time for this week's edition of the 3FN Movie Club Review. And of course, we went back to the year 1998, and we watched The Waterboy for its uh, 35th anniversary. Or no, 25th anniversary. I said 35th. <laughs> you know what? I, I got it stuck in my head earlier for twins. Yeah. Uh, may, it might be the one coming up. But anyways, the 25th anniversary of the classic Waterboy. All right. Uh, by the way, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you for giving us a try. Hopefully, you stay with us. And hopefully, you listen to some of the older podcasts. we got a lot of great reviews out there. Uh, but if uh, this is your first time and you don't know how we do older movies, or if you just need a reminder, let's give you a quick rundown. When we do older films, we do not do the two separate parts. It's only one part, uh, but we do still separate into spoiler-free and spoiler. There's just no buffer to get you to tune out before we spoil the movie because, let's be honest, it's 25 years old, and also this is a comedy, and I don't think you can really spoil this movie. So uh, basically what we're going to start with is Diesel's spoiler-free uh, synopsis of the film. We're going to follow that with the stats of the film, which includes who made it, who started it, and of course, then, and normally we would give you the thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down recommendation, spoiler free. We're gonna skip that part. We're gonna go right into the full spoiler review. We will usually give you the courtesy we're going into the review, and then we're gonna do the likes, dislikes, and then of course, we're gonna find out what the internet gave this movie by playing the game, having a little bit of fun with it, before finally giving you our scores for The Water Boy. So gentlemen, are you ready to talk The Water Boy? Oh, yeah. All right, Diesel, I believe. Man, I got a story to tell. A college football coach sees potential in the unbridled rage of Waterboy Bobby Boucher and enlists him to his team to t turn the college football team around. Yeah, they definitely needed that one. <laughs> All right, so The Waterboy was released on November 6th of 1998 with a runtime of 90 minutes. Those wonderful hour-and-a-half movies from the 90s. Uh, $23 million was the estimated budget. Its domestic box office, $161.5 million. And its worldwide uh, box office was only $185.9 million. I don't think it got probably a wide release. But you know what? Big-time hit. A lot of, made a lot of money. 
Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of Adam Sandler movies made a lot of money. A lot of them did, and not many of them got sequels. Yeah, so which I think is the weird. only one that got a sequel was Grown Ups. But if, yeah, but if you really think about it, isn't all the Happy Gilmore or Happy Madison, sorry, movies technically a sequel to the other ones? I mean, they're not in the same universe per se, although some of them are. Yeah. Because remember, Little Nicky, Happy Gilmore is in the Little Nicky universe because <laughs> Tubbs ties it together. Yes. Uh, so, and also, you could argue that it's uh, this ties into that too because Rob Schneider's character from this movie also makes an appearance in Little Nicky. <laughs> yes. So, I would say that the whole Happy Madison universe is pretty much a sequel. Yeah. It's a kind of a universe, if you will. All right, so uh, now that we know those stats, let's find out who made this scene. And of course, the director of this movie was uh, Frank Karachi. Uh, Frank's first movie, Murdered Innocence, in 1996. Uh, then, you know, this is where he got into the Adam Sandler camp because uh, The Wedding Singer, Around the World in 80 Days, uh, our favorite, most depressing co uh, comedy of all time, Click. <laughs> then he uh, he went over into Kevin James for a while, Zookeeper, and here comes the boom. Before returning to Adam Sandler with Blended, The Ridiculous Six, and Hot Air. Yeah. So he's uh, he's he's stayed in that camp and has done him well as a director. Uh, screenplay for this movie had two screenplay uh, two writers. Uh, first was Adam Sandler, and pretty much every movie Adam Sandler's in that's in the comedy realm, he has been a writer. Yeah. Just so that we can just get that out of the way. And uh, the other writer is another big. Uh, Happy uh, Madison employee, Tim uh, Hurley. Uh, he wrote, his first movie he wrote, Billy Madison in 1995. He wrote Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds, Grown Ups 2, but not Grown Ups 1, <laughs> Pixels, The Ridiculous Six, and most recently, Hubie Halloween. Uh, the director of photography for this movie was Steven Bernstein. And man, I'm going to tell you, Diesel, and I, we, Ron was here when I was making the notes. Steven Bernstein has got one of the most eclectic but awesome lineups of all time. Yes. So first movie Steven Bernstein ever was the DP on Smart Alec in 1986. But then first Adam Sandler movie, and this is going to throw you off, Bulletproof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bulletproof. Uh, Murder at 1600. And then Half-Baked. Okay. The, the Wood. Scary Movie 2. I only threw this next one in for you, and that's Corky Romano. His next two that I'm going to announce, by the way, Diesel, and this is where I really want your thoughts. His next two that I'm going to announce literally happened back to back. So he directed the one in, in 2003 and the other in 2004. And, or Sorry, the D, he was a director of photography on 2003, 2004. So in 2003, he, he was the DP for Monster. Okay. The critically acclaimed. The following year, he was the DP for White Chicks. Like, I'm not, and I like white chicks. I'm just saying, like, isn't it wild that he was in this gigantic Academy Award and the next year, his very next project, white chicks. Until you got to Monster, like, most of the movies that you've listed, like, they all have a similar, like, feel when it comes to DPing. Monster was, uh, was a going away from form on that one and that one was shot very well so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and uh, also he would come back for little man as well but yep. uh, <laughs> next up composer by the way the composer on this film only had one other uh, movie but the composer is alan uh, pasqua and the only other movie is murdered innocence in 1996 so the director um probably brought them in as uh as a replacement of some sort if you will that's okay i i, I dug it it was what it was supposed to be for comedy ladies and gentlemen so now we're usually gonna do we usually jump in and do the whole gigantic you know uh lists of like people but there are so many people in this movie that first of all let's hit the cue we're gonna talk about the actors in this movie for the love of god will someone please punch me in the face so i can see some scars 
But since there's so many people, we are not going to do the deep dive this week. We're just going to announce them. So playing the starring role of Bobby Boucher is, of course, the legendary Adam Sandler. You know him from SNL. You know him from all the movies I just listed, whether it was Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Click, uh, Grown Ups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, uh, some of our personal favorites later in line, Rain Over Me. And then, uh, of course, I also have to throw out their, uh, uh, what was it, Uncut Gems? Un- Uncut Gems, yes. That movie was so amazing. phenomenal movie. So he, he can do it all, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, Adam Sandler's a serious actor on top yeah, of being comedian. Next up, playing Mama Boucher, the legendary Kathy Bates. You would know her from Misery, of course. Uh, I think that's probably... Yeah. The most role, but also Dolores Claiborne, Titanic, uh, and about Schmidt, as, amongst other things. Uh, Kathy Bates, amazing. amazing. Full frontal. Yes. <laughs> and next up, playing uh, the coach. Coach Klein, as a matter of fact, is going to be the legendary Henry Winkler. Uh, you might remember him from Night Shift, Click, Little Nicky. Uh, he did a lot of them. Scream. Yep. Where is the principal? But let's be honest, most of, most of us remember, especially our older folks, as Arthur Fonzarelli, mm-hmm. the Fonz from Happy Days. Hey. Uh, listen, he took what he what most Canadians say, because he is from Canada, A, and turned it into a cultural icon. <laughs> Henry Winkler is the fucking man. I don't care. I will not hear any Henry, Henry Winkler hate. You, you can't hate on him. He was the only one not phased by Mork's time stop true that's true and it really confused mork <laughs> and then he's also the person that literally coined the term jump the shark yep as he legitimately jumped the shark in an episode of happy days which made everybody go that really fucking jumped the shark and that's really actually where yep. that term comes from all right next up playing a vicky valancourt is uh Feruza bulk who I remember when she was like on top of every fucking thing? She she had that stretch in like the mid to late nineties where it was like the craft into Waterboy, and she had a small role in American History X. But she was the like also she was an almost famous. Yeah. She was like the alternative it girl for a while. Yeah. By the way, one of their first ever movies, she was Dorothy in the Return, Return of Oz. Oz. Yeah. Yep. Which was freaked me out as a kid, dude. Return to Oz is nightmare fuel. It is, it is nightmare fuel. I, I love her. She's great. Oh, She's great in this movie. She was movie so hot back then, uh, dude. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Now, uh, now we're gonna give some shout outs to some of our favorites from this movie. First of all, Blake Clark playing Farmer Fran. Uh, everybody loves Blake Clark, and you know him from every yeah. Adam Sandler movie known to man. Also, he was in Toys. And played the yep. voice of Bu- uh, Buford in Rango. So, I oh, mean, he's, he's awesome. Of course, next up, another uh, alumni of the Adam Sandler family tree, uh, Peter Dante playing G. Grinnell. Uh, and uh, he is in Grandma's Boy, Mr. D's The Water Boy, 51st Dates, etc., etc., etc. Next up, we have Jonathan uh, Loughran playing Lyle Rodenbidden. Uh, he is, of course, been in the Grindhouse movies, Kill Bill Volume 1, and, of course, a shit ton of Adam Sandler films. Like I said, you're going to yeah. notice most of the people we're giving shout outs to are in a shit ton of Adam Sandler films and we mean that the legendary Clint Howard's in this movie is Paco I just want to throw that out there Clint Howard you know him from far and away Austin Powers uh, the spy who shagged me the original Tango and Cash and of course the ice cream man the for those horror yep. fans and he is also the brother of Ron Howard ironically enough Ironically enough, co-star of Henry Winkler. <laughs> That's right. He's 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 he is also the brother. Isn't that some shit? Uh, next up, 
The one and only Rob Schneider, who's listed in this movie as Townie. Uh, you remember him from uh, his own movies, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, The Hot Chick, uh, The Animal. And of course, he's been in a ton of Adam Sandler Mill movies. My personal favorite still is Big Daddy when uh, he reminds the little chid, when you come to my restaurant, you never order BLT. <laughs> and of course, we just uh, talked about a movie he was uncredited in not that long ago because he was in Demolition yes. Man. Uncredited, by the way. Playing Rob Snyder, though, ironically enough. Uh, the director, Frank Caracci, was in this movie as Roberto, by the way, uh, if you guys didn't know. So shout-outs to him being in the movie as well. The father? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, he's- yeah. He's, he's in this movie. He's also he also is he's also in the wedding singer as well. So yep. he's he's done he's done he put, gets in front of the camera sometimes. There's no Todd Phillips, but that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it is. It was, uh, when I saw that, I was like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, let's give a shout out to some of the legendary football people who were in this movie: Lee Corso, Bill Coward, Dan Fouts, uh, Chris Fowler, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Brett Musburger, Dan Patrick, Lynn Swan, Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's quite a bit of legends here. And last but certainly not least, for what I'm going to shout out, unless you guys want to give more shout outs, but I have to give a shout out for Captain Insano, played by Paul White, aka the Big Show, aka the Giant, aka whatever the fuck he wants to be, because I we love some Paul White over here. Uh, any other shout outs you guys want to give to any of the other bit roles in the movie? The only one I wanted to make sure got the credit that he was due was Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clint Howard's getting the credit all fucking day. Remember when he got a VMA for just being in like all those movies as being Clint Howard? <laughs> yes. It's crazy, isn't it? By the way, that family's super fucking yeah. successful. You know, super successful. His niece, Bryce Dales Howard. Yeah, and the, the daughter Ron Howard. of Ron Howard. Ron Howard going from being fucking Opie to being uh, Richie, Richie to, on, being to, to being a fucking mega director. Director, yep. <laughs> like uh, uh, like one of the most legendary directors of all time going in front after doing two iconic young roles he turns around and is like fuck it I'm going to be one of the most influential directors yep. to ever live so it, great family and Clint yeah. Howard listen Clint Howard is an icon yes. yeah he is <laughs> he's a fucking icon folks uh, he might not have the pedigree of his brother but he's in a lot of his brother's movies too I would feel really bad if we got the opportunity to meet Clint Howard and he was a dick. That would be one that really like upset me. That would hurt me. <laughs> yeah. That would. You know, I've, I've, I don't know if he would be because I've heard, even though as big as he is, that Ron Howard is actually super nice. Yeah. Like overly nice. Like people are like, when you meet him, it's like you're almost like, why the, f- what, how this is weird that you're so fucking nice. Like you don't have to be. And Bryce Dallas Howard is also known to be very nice. But if Clint was just like a ragged <laughs> dick to you, and you'd just be like. Oh, that would break my heart. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> you know what's weird? He, he could have the Fredo syndrome. He's just so he's just tired of being the Marty Janetti of that brotherhood. <laughs> he's just like he's like fuck this, fuck the fans. They didn't know better. I, I should be the star. I should be. I don't know why I gave him that terrible accent, but because he does definitely doesn't have that one. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back on track. We were going off the rails for a little bit, and uh, give you a final warning. We are going to jump into the full spoiler review, which means if you haven't seen 1998's The Water Boy, you don't want to spoil. Go ahead and go check that out now. Uh, I'm not going to go to a big pause because listen, there's not much to spoil in this movie, uh, so there's your warning. Uh, we usually go over the bones of this movie. We're not going to go through too much because let's be honest. The bones of this movie literally are Bobby Boucher, water boy for the downtrodden football team. Uh, he just happens to rage out one day and the coach happens to be there and goes, huh, I could use that. Uh, especially, you know, the Colonel Sanders line, et cetera, et cetera, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in likes and dislikes. And, of course, that starts us on the journey of finding out his mom thinks everything is the devil because foosball is the devil. Girls are the devil. 
Uh, I don't know if she thought pro wrestling was the devil because he, he watched pro wrestling, so I don't think so. She doesn't seem to have any hard, bad takes on Captain Insano, so I think she was a wrestling fan. She probably was. But anyways, everything's the devil, so we have to convince mom. So And then, of course, you know, Vicky Valancourt comes in and now starts dating Bobby, and uh, Bob likes Bobby likes her boobies. Oh, I, I, Vicky showed me her boobies, and I liked her boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and I like those, too. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, basically, you know, he breaks free. They try to get him uh, not on the team, and then, you know, he plays in the big game and, you know, happy ending. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's just basically your basic story. Yeah, it's your basic, you know, underdog sports team, finally gets the competitive edge and a great player, and they make it all the way to the goddamn bowl. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So... Without doing all of that, let's jump into likes and dislikes. We're going to start with actually Ron. I'll start with you this time. What are your likes for the Watcher Boy? Well, the fact that it's hour and a half in and out, like I think it's an hour and twenty seven minutes technically, and you're you're in and out. It's like you said, it's a very simple story. You don't really need to know much about it. It's one of his first movies that you know was actually started putting him on the map, and it's you know the other you know. Um, just the concept of Henry Winkler, you know, being like this beat up coach, just like, oh, I just can't get anything right. And then, you know, he has his full arc in the movie and comes yeah. out. It's like every every arc there. It's like, okay, we're good. Like, it, it's there. It, it's, it's a solid movie. Diesel, what are some of your likes for the water boy? Uh, so we just went over the cast, but the cast of this movie is amazing. And a lot of them, you know, go between a lot of the other Happy Gilmore movies. Or Happy Madison movies. Happy Madison, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so the cast is great. It is a highly quotable movie. Uh-huh. So every now and then you'll just find yourself quoting The Waterboy. It's a fun watch. It's a quick watch. Honestly, this is one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, which might be a hot take. But I I love The Waterboy. So it's a simple plot, but it's so funny. It's all, all yeah. the humor bits in this movie hit really well. <laughs> And this is one of those classic to me, like when my biggest like here is it's one of those classic movies from the the nineties where it is what it is. It's a comedy, and you know the the premise, the story. It doesn't need to waver off too far. It is really about you know Bobby Boucher, who you know he's he's from Louisiana. He's 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 a little uh, behind the eight ball, if you will. But at the same point, juncture is also because you know part of it is he was raised in a very strict house. Yes. His father ended up leaving his him and his mom. Or, you know, or so we think. And when that happens, he turns around and he's just like, he, you know, his mom is just trying to be protective because she doesn't want him to leave too. Because that's what we end up finding out. Is the reason why she's so protective is she does. So you have this nice story in there. But really, what you're really there for is all these crazy things that's going to happen with Bobby Boucher. Because, because the, you know, once he gets on the team, he has to go to school. So now he's in school and you have the incident with a professor who does look like Colonel Sanders. Right? Yep. <laughs> and, you know, don't talk about my mama like that, Colonel Sanders. And then he takes his head off pretty much and so every you know and then on the field every time you know he, he sees somebody you know he sees somebody mocking him and that's when he starts talking and i love the one scene where he starts talking to the guy like you don't you're not gonna talk about about, about her that way and he's like i didn't even say anything what's, what's going on <laughs> like he starts freaking out because like it's just it's an interesting like dichotomy with this bobby character who's been you know his heroes captain insano and then captain insano makes fun of him and he's like that, that's uh, i used to like captain insano but uh, he i had a re- he was rather not nice to me the last time i talked to him <laughs> how old are you seven eight ten 
39 years old. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, it's great. But, uh, of course, uh, we still haven't seen Captain Insano in AEW. They said that that was going to happen sometime. So uh, that's a detraction, not for the movie, but for AEW. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I thought this movie, like, is it does what it needs to do. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But it is a funny... You know, if you want to go into something and, like Ron said, an hour and a half long and just have a good time and laugh, and like Diesel said, it's highly quotable, so it's highly memorable. This is the kind of movie, and I, I appreciate these movies from the mid and the late 90s. Yeah. And this movie also plays really well on callbacks as well. So we, we have the scene early on in the movie where he attacks his college professor. Later on, as the football games go, we see the professor at a, a college party, and he's like all like gun shy over him. I think they do callbacks really weird, really well in this, and then the way. And granted, it's not the best like digital effects, but how people morph into other people during the lineups, or yeah. I thought that was extremely well done. And it happens throughout with multiple characters: Bobby, the coach, <laughs> and then the the black kicker with the uh, the football head yeah. changing. I think it was really well done how they you know use. Use what angers you as your fuel to get through what you need to get yeah. through, or or what you need to get through it, like the baby face. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some crazy stuff, and I, I dig it. Uh, let's go to dislikes. I'm sure we have them. Diesel, we'll start with you because we'll go in reverse order. What are some of your dislikes for the Water Boy? I really don't have many dislikes for this movie. Like it's a simple concept. I don't need it to be a deep movie. This one <laughs> is just a pure fun movie. It's a comedy. I'm grading it. With on a lesser scale because of this, I really don't have that many dislikes. It's it's a fun watch. <laughs> Ron, your dislikes for this movie? Yeah, I really don't have any because like, you, you you all the main characters you get to introduce to and you get the quick little history, like whatever. Like and then you got the other ones that are just there making fun of them. Okay, fine, whatever. It's a simple movie. You don't. There's not much that can go wrong with this movie when you're it's done right and it's done right. So, um, well, I, I will say that. Uh, here's what I'll say to kind of put a bow on it because I'm with you guys. There's really there's not too much to actually dislike because it's just a ridiculous comedy. I mean, you could be nitpicky and be like, well, that doesn't make sense or that. But it's a ridiculous comedy. That's that's how it's supposed to be. Right. So I will say this. If you were if you want to put a nice bow on it to make it sound good, it is mindless. And that's what it, you know. If, yeah. if if you don't like mindless humor, this is not the movie for you. So I guess that would be the detraction because yeah. the things are mindless. There's no, like you said, you don't. There's no. There is a story, but there's no need to go deeper than the surface story. We don't really yeah. need a sub story, so there is none. There's no sub story. It is just about Bobby Boucher and about his family and about his, you know, now being able to play football and finally being able to date a girl. And then you know we find out what really happened to his father at the end. Like it just goes in linear order yeah. about him dealing with, so it's just about him and he'll, how he deals with his mom and girlfriend and football and, and all these things so once again if you were going to say a dislike to put a bow on all of us it's mindless and I get it some people do not like mindless humor so once again for a dislike I'll say that but for us, I there's a place in my mind. Every movie I watch doesn't have to be super deep, and that's that's how I've always gone with like some of the comedies that I enjoy. Is that it doesn't have to be super deep. Sometimes I just want to laugh. Laugh, and here's the bad part: a lot of comedies miss that because they go too deep and they try to be something they're not. It's like it's refreshing to see a movie like this from the late '90s where there was a lot of comedies which you could use the word mindless for, but they were funny, yeah. and that's what they're supposed to be. Yeah, I enjoyed the ride in this movie immensely. If I want to watch a good football movie, there is a litany of good yeah. football movies out there where there's a good story, there's plot twists, there's a deep impact meaning. But sometimes you don't have the energy to go through that. No. Sometimes 
as great as Remember the Titans is, sometimes I don't need racism in my life. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny because two two great football movies come out the next year with Any Given Sunday and uh, Varsity Blues. Yeah. And and Varsity Blues is a little more funny. There are, there are some comedy there are. scenes in, in, in Any Given Sunday. Don't get me wrong. But once again, those are on your more serious football movies yes. that are a lot deeper. If you want to watch that, then I get it. Absolutely. But if you want to watch something that's funny. And then there's people you know with highbrow comedy. I get it. There's a place for it. You know, I do like Woody Allen films. I know I'm, I'm weird to, to that to some people. But that's a different kind of humor yeah. for me. I, I like this kind of humor, but I also like the humor that is in this movie. And then I also like the humor, as we talked about in the beginning of the year on uh, 3FN Rewind, uh, you know, something like The King of Comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, that movie's all sorts of fucked up, but there is humor in that movie, but it's fucked up humor. So I have different levels, and I have, of course, we just talked about it last week with Thanksgiving. Dark comedies are great. You know, yeah. horror comedies, dark comedies, whatever you want to call them, they're great as well. So, like, to me, everything has its little shelf to sit in. That's where I go with it. But I love this kind of movie. Yeah. Honestly, that's, you know, so maybe I'm biased in that, and I know, obviously, you gentlemen just said basically the same thing. But I will say... If you don't like mindless humor humor movies, then this is not for you. But then again, you probably don't like our comedy that happens all throughout the show either. <laughs> Sometimes, though, you just need a movie where you can just put it on and not have to like yeah. work things out in your head. You just watch what's going on, laugh where you're supposed to laugh, and enjoy your 90 minutes of it. Dude, I, I watched it twice over the weekend because I was like, okay, whatever. I, let's just rewatch it and just do whatever. You know what it is? We warped him to watch three-hour films, and he's like, somehow I got to get the three hours in, so let's <laughs> no, just watch it twice. See, so I did it with Waterboy and Varsity Blues. I watched both of them over the weekend. Okay. I, I wanted to watch Varsity Blues, but I was like, eh, I'll just chill out for a minute. Next year, we will be reviewing Varsity Blues. Trust me, and I, it is on a watch list uh, that I go to quite frequently, so you and, and any given Sunday as well. As you've heard on this show before, I've references it's got one of the greatest monologues in any movie anyways we'll talk about that next year though <laughs> we're going back on track for the water boy because now that we have given our likes and dislikes uh for the review portion of this it is now time to find out what the scores from around the internet were and you know how we like to do that time to play the game time to play the game <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. And last week in Absentia, Ron stole the crown. So Ron is your champion. Can Diesel win it back now that he's back? The game is simple. It is closest to the number without going over. Gets the point. First the three points wins. Of course, the number we're talking about is critic scores from around the internet. And of course, uh, if the last question, if we get to the dreaded Google users and it's still on the table, that question is closest to the number period. There's no price is right rule for that because we don't do ties. If that point one has to be worth two points for some reason, we also make it there. I make up the rules, so pretty much we don't do ties. We have to have a winner and we'll make it as interesting as we can. So gentlemen, are you ready to play? the game not really yeah, right. <laughs> i have no idea where to go with this one so diesel you are the challenger so you get to go first imdb out of 10 using points what did they give the water boy 5.6 ronald six ron's going with six diesel's got 5.6 and the survey says ron gets the point 6.1 out of 10 Ooh, wow. okay i got cocky 6.1 we got 10. our baseline i all right, Ron, you're up next. You go first on this one. Metacritic. Remember, this is just critic scores from around the internet, all lumped together. Out of 100%, what did they give the Water Boy? It's Adam Sandler movies, and I don't know where they really go with most of these. 48. Diesel. One. Diesel's going with Hedge <laughs> his best. We're, uh, Metacritic. Mm. Yeah, I know. But I didn't and, know how low to go. And it pays off for Diesel. 41%. Ron, oh, you were close. Wow. But you busted. 
Next up, Diesel, you go first for this. This is the Rotten Tomatoes critic scores. Remember, just critics from Rotten Tomatoes out of 100%. What did they give the Water Boy? 30%. Ron. Mm. 35. 35, 30%. And Diesel gets the point, 33%. Oh, oh, 33%. I gave you the wiggle room. <laughs> it's my fault. All right, so Diesel is up two to one and can put it away with a win here on this next question. But, Ron, you get to go first on this one. It is the Rotten Tomatoes fan score. Out of 100%, what did they give the Waterboy? 72. Diesel. I, I don't I don't think it's certified fresh. I'm going one. You're, you're, you're right, going right. one. You're going 72. Yep. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. Champion Diesel and Ron. Sorry, man. It was 71%. Oh, my God. <laughs> 71%. Uh, you next were... year, we might have to revisit the uh, the rules of this game and go to closest. Well, the problem with that is if you guys start guessing some really crazy numbers, <laughs> then I have to do the math for that. And it's yeah, kind of like, uh, It's all good with me. I... I I didn't know where to go. I, I thought. I mean, I but like, if, if you and the fans would like to close the number, we go. But let's uh, just do for funsies since Diesel's already won. Let's do Google users. Diesel, you go first out of 100%. What do Google, Google users give the water boy? 85. Ron? 90. Diesel, you would have gotten it. 84%. So you were 1% off. There you go. So maybe maybe we'll do that in the future. Actually, it is easy enough oh, wow. depending upon how far you guys go apart. But it would stop people from doing one, I guess. We, I know we mess with the Google users all the time, but I think they are like the most in line with this movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Well, now that we have found out what the scores from around the internet were, it is finally time for us to give our scores. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, so first we are going to give our nerd score, followed by my critic score. And the nerd score is a recommendation score that is based off of our critic score and in an our entertainment value. So in other words, the movie could be critically not great, but if it's entertaining as all hell, it gets a higher score and vice versa. Of course, the nerd score is on the nerd scale, and there's only five parts to the nerd scale. Uh, there's, there's no quarter scale or, or half scale options. It's just a point and what it's worth. So here are the points in the five categories. A one is no. That means it's a terrible film and you should never see it. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite a terrible film, but it's also not good. So you've been warned not to watch it. A three is just take my, or no, sorry. A three is, ah, it's good. I got ahead of myself. Ah, it's good. These are average films. These are movies you're not going to regret seeing, but you don't need to go out and spend money on them. Uh, you're probably never going to watch them again, but you know, hey, at least you got it in and it was okay. A four is just take my money. I'm going to leave that botch in, by the way, <laughs> just to show I don't do everything perfect. Uh, and just take my money in the four slot is the very good to great films. These are movies that you can feel free to go see in the theater if they're in the theater. If you got to rent them on Amazon, go ahead, rent them. You might even actually like them enough to add them to your rotation and buy a copy of the film uh these are movies that you're going to see more than one time that's the easiest way to, to kind of decipher between the three spot and the four spot and last but not least is the rarefied air at the five slot known as certified nerd these are for the legendary films the movies that are you know great very great perfect if you would or damn near perfect in some cases these are movies that are they'll stand the test of time like jaws and jurassic park amongst other films those are just the two that we like to use and of course uh that is you know it's rare to get to that space but certified nerd is where it's at at the five slot so now that we know what the nerd scale is gentlemen it is now time to give your picks so we are going to start 
with Ron. Ron, what is your nerd score for the Water Boy, and why? This is a four. Show me the money! This is the epitome of a four movie. It's like you said, it's mindless. You can put it in anytime. You'll enjoy it. You'll get a couple laughs. Couple, you know, there might be a couple new laughs that you didn't catch the first time because. I think there was like one or two that I don't remember, but you know it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's an Adam Sandler movie. It's one of his best. It's one of those things you just need something to kill a little bit of time, plane plane ride or something. But in, in the car, you just put it in, watch, listen, and, and go, and it's a, you you won't be disappointed with this thing. All right, Diesel, you are up next. What is your nerd score and why? All right, this I'm with Ron. It's a four. It's a four. Show me the money. It pains me that I can't get it up to a five because this is one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. But this is, a, like Ron said, the epitome of a four movie. Like, I've watched this movie over the years dozens of times. When it first came out, I watched it a lot. Then every like year or so, I'll watch The Waterboy. This is a movie that brings me great joy. It's, it's not that good of cinema even basing it off of comedy standards to put it into the five category i can't put it up there with jaws and all those movies but this is a fun watch this is one of my personal favorites so we're sticking with the four listen i'm not even gonna wait Uh, my score is basically i'm also at a four with this movie uh once again it it doesn't get to the five because i don't think it is a legendary film i think there's stuff that keeps it away and a lot of comedies just don't break that ceiling even the best of the best don't break that ceiling there is some up there we're not going to talk about those right now because we're, we're not reviewing them, but there is some up there in the in the over times that have hit that spot. But with that, this is the you guys said it best: the epitome of a four. This is a, a movie that if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on somewhere and I'm just bored and I have nothing to do, I will watch from wherever it is in the movie till whenever I have to go somewhere. I also do set up times to watch it over here. Like if I'm flipping through, you know, if I'm looking for something to watch on a streaming service and I go past this and I'm like, oh. Waterboy. All right, I'm I'm gonna hit the button. You know, if I'm if I have no other things to watch, no. because like you said, where some people would think that the weakest part of this is this mindless. This is the strong point for when you're just watching something. Because I don't have to watch the full movie, or I can watch the full movie, or I can come in at any point in the movie and I can just be entertained. If I only have 15 minutes and it's on television and I was flipping through and I'm just gonna be home for I'm just waiting for my wife to get ready. Oh, I'm gonna stop and watch that 15 minutes and I'm gonna feel good about that 15 minutes. You know what I mean? I'm gonna feel that I'm gonna be entertained and I don't have to see the rest because i don't have to go oh man i gotta remember what's next you know what i mean it's you know the mindless part is actually a strength for me i'm gonna have a couple laughs it's gonna make me smile and i'm gonna go out the door or if i sit there and watch the whole movie i'm also gonna have a laugh and a smile and i'm gonna be happy you know no matter what it makes me happy i think it's gonna throw out there happy madison making people happy <laughs> uh, that should be their tagline if it's not already so, uh, yeah, I, I just think that this movie is the quintessential four movie. Like, this is why there's a four. As far as critic score goes, you know what? I might be being just a little high on it because it gets a four, but I'm going to give it a seven out of ten because as in the world of comedies, this is great. It's shot well, story's fine, and it makes me laugh. You know, and once again, I, I've said it a million times, and I know you guys file the same suit. We literally review movies based upon what they are. So, you know, if this was like a serious drama movie, of course it would be like a four out of ten because, (laughs) you know, but I'm not comparing this to Citizen Kane. I'm not comparing this, you know, to, uh, you know, even in the comedy realm, but more serious that we gave great scores to. I'm not comparing this to a Clerks 3 where there is a story and a serious story and there's things in it. No, we're comparing this to normal comedy movies. And if you're talking about it in the normal comedy scale, seven out of ten is a perfect place for this movie. Like I said, there is some that are higher there are some that are in the same realm that are higher 
But this one is good for what it is, and it's always an enjoyable watch. So I feel I feel good with my 7 out of 10 and a, a sweeping across the board, three fours, and hopefully you all love it. But if you don't love it or you love it even more than us, hit us up on the social medias, on the email, on anything, and you can find all that information at 3fnpodcast.com. Ron, I do believe before we go in the close of the show, you have some business to take care of. One out of ten stars. It's about magic. Maybe the first problem with this kind of movie is their subject, magic. We cannot argue about any aspects of it because it's magic. Anything is possible. We must shut our mouths and sit like good little kids and watch it without without any digestion and that's where the problem grows we see lots of possible things without any background or history and yet we see some normal things that they cannot do for example they have this cloak to hide but this could be unnecessary why couldn't they just hide themselves with this that sticks oh maybe they're just able not to do that the story isn't good at all believe me if you love yourself don't watch it don't go through it the series at all seriously even if it was supposed to have some philosophical meaning the magic stacks in the series don't allow the viewers to grasp them it is it isn't like lord of the rings no messages i could get no meaning uh, as other state acting was awful maybe not as bad as twilight acting but it's still very bad funny moments wasn't funny at all no drama nothing couldn't care about any of the characters it's really family movie as categorized it has the story to make a movie colorful worst thing about it is harry potter takes eight episodes to finish with what was the writers thinking it it could be done in 180 minutes at most Lots, and I mean lots, of unnecessary characters and subplots. I think the writer got bored herself and decided to end writing because if you see all eight episodes, you you can see that the story is flexible and can only be easily stretched out as the writer did. Any teenager can do this. Don't waste your time. One out of ten stars. Harry Potter just sucks, people. I don't know how to quantify magic. <laughs> Therefore, I don't like this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to throw this out there. I, there's a sub sack of like people who watch movies that drive me nuts when they're like, "Well, this isn't based in reality at all." And it's like, <laughs> "No, we know that." <laughs> um, you suspend disbelief because it's a fucking movie, right? And it's it's kind of like because I, I watch pro wrestling. I've been a pro wrestling fan for a long time, and it's it's the same in pro wrestling when people like I always talk about it has to, the story still has to be logical, but that doesn't mean it has to be real. You know what I mean? It can still be wacky. It just has to make sense. So you know, if you're going in, if 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 your guy is a magic character, as long as he's performing magic, then I I can go with you. Now, as soon as he starts doing some stupid shit, then we have to you know you know what I mean? Like like if you're magic and then all of a sudden you're not magic, it's weird, right? You know what I mean? If I'm Does watching Harry Potter, a movie about wizards, and they use magic, it's great. Right. If I'm watching Oppenheimer, and all of a sudden Oppenheimer just goes pulls out a wand, and, Bobby uh, I, I, I'm out. That's good. Cool. Leviosa. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I'm agree. See, that's what I'm, that, that's that's the parts where you need logic. You have to stay in the lane that you are in a movie. Now, then you get into two more difficult parts. First of all, this guy, you could tell that he always got caught playing hide and seek. Why didn't you just hide in the sticks? Listen, if you have a magic fucking cloak that makes you invisible, you use that motherfucker whenever you can. Why would you just hide in the sticks when you have a magic cloak that makes you fucking invisible? That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and it doesn't, like, in my head, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but, like, I can understand that the wand is to amplify yourself magic and, like, cast your spells. But then there's magical, like, artifacts that have their own thing that you can't do with your wand. So you use your cloak of invisibility. And that works. 
Right, but my, my point of the matter still stands. This is probably the guy who, when they played hide-and-seek as a kid, he kind of was like, I don't know why you call all the time, because he was trying to hide sideways behind the fucking tree. Like, that's, the, that's the kind of person who writes this. And last but certainly not least, you're talking about logic in movies and not liking magic, but you said that you like the Lord of the Rings. Um, last I checked, there's fucking magic in the Lord of the Rings, and it's definitely not logical, because in the real world, we don't have hobbits, we don't have dwarfs. Well, we kind of do. Well, well, no, no, they don't. They don't like being called that. Diesel <laughs> BPC is twenty twenty three. Anyways, we don't have o- ogres. Well, well, we do, but or in that case, orcs. But I mean, we kind of do. In the parking lot. I, listen, I I'm not going to make a comment. We have a good, we're a very lovely sponsor. Uh, I'm not talking about the clientele. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, like you don't have like elves and shit like that. Like, but the elvish people, they have a lot of magic, a lot of magic. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't grasp what I, I don't understand. People when they start picking apart shit, and then they go, "Hey, but I, I like this other thing." That's like I like Star Wars, and I can't destroy a movie by going, "Hey, I don't like magic." The force is fucking magic, but there's somebody out there that would argue. Well, no, the force isn't magic; it's the I mean, force. No, it's the, the I mean, it's fucking magic. We kind of had that with the Soka. magic. Let's call it how it is. Harry Potter is basically just a dumbed down version of Star Wars. It, oh, it's absolutely. You're not wrong. Darth Vader took down galaxies. Voldemort couldn't take down a goddamn school. That's what I mean. It's a, it's a worse <laughs> Star Wars. It's a worse Star Wars. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with, with, with sucky ass lightsabers. <laughs> Oh yeah, they yeah the, the the wands don't work as good as the yeah. lightsaber. Yeah, I, I, I just gotta, I'm just throw it out there. But that story is the tale as old as time. Because I mean, let's be honest. I I, I love it. I heard so one of my religious friends once be like, Star Wars is kind of like the story of Jesus, and I'm like, oh, you're not wrong. I mean, it is kind of the same thing. I mean, we've been borrowing this story for a long fucking time. You yeah. know, this is and it was a long before Jesus too. So it's kind of like this is a myth. Basically, they just base everything in myth. But still. My point is, you can't say I don't like a movie because of magic. Now you can just say it because you don't like it. Because I'm not, you know, Harry Potter movies. I've said before, I, it's not that I dislike them. I've never seen them because they don't talk to me. Because I'm a little. Yeah. It was in between the age. I don't think that I fit. And I'm not saying there's not people my age that aren't into them. That's fine. Whatever you're into. My point of the matter is, for me, I just did not fall into that group. Yeah. The books were a little bit after my time, so therefore, I didn't fall in love with the movies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Same thing happened with Twilight. Whatever. So I can't be like I hate the movie because I've never seen them. Period. I've I've seen a I've seen I'll say this I've seen a couple clips from both. I've never seen a full movie of either, and then maybe I would like it. Maybe I want it. But here's the thing: I would never be like, oh, I hate this movie because of the magic. Because there's other movies that I see and I watch that I love that have fucking magic in them. Like it's dumb. And if you're gonna if your first example is it's not the Lord of the Rings and you're bitching about magic, guy. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking magic. Hell, in that movie, he has a cloak of invisibility too. It's called the fucking ring. When he puts it on, he gets invisible to everybody around him, even though he's in a weird fucking world. You know what I mean? But it's still a cloak of. Am I wrong? Why don't you just pick up a stick and hide? <laughs> exactly. Why did he hide behind those? When they were hiding, when they were hiding from those fucking scary horsemen, dude. Why didn't fucking uh, Sam just grab a hold of fucking Frodo and just dip behind the the stick or the the tree? They would have gotten caught. Oh, no, he slips the ring on as he's jerking him off. They both go invisible. Uh, <laughs> well, he puts that ring in the, you know, the hobbits. I, I the you. hobbit hole? Well, well he puts it around the, the, the cock before it goes I mean, in the hobbit hole. <laughs> the, co- the cock ring. I, I think that they, didn't, didn't, they, didn't they do that for the triple X version? Probably. Probably. <laughs> if not, they missed an opportunity. All I'm saying. All right, we gotta get stop making fun of the guy who gave a terrible review. <laughs> I'm just throwing. There's, there's the only ones You're that trying, are left are the long listen, ones. You only got a three more left. 
Yeah, I still four got four or three or four. You can't I, remember what it is. Yeah, I just got to remember what I'm. I got to figure out what I'm doing for next year. Next year, you, you have options though. We had talked last year. You could actually do something that people hate that you love. I have a fucking perfect idea for that because I get diesel every fucking week. <laughs> if you if you want my advice, I'll tell you later. Anyways, <laughs> with that being said though. That is it for this week's 3FN podcast. Hope you enjoyed the 3FN Movie Club review and everything else. I uh, hope you tune in next week when we review Silent Night, the brand new... You want to call that an action comedy? Holiday action comedy? Because that's kind of what it looks like to me. Maybe it's not supposed to be a comedy. I don't think it's a comedy. It looked funny as shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> From visionary director John Woo. Ooh. Listen. I love John, John Woo. I love, be, I love John Woo. Yeah, if anything else, the, it's going to be great. It'll be the better December movie from John Woo. Oh, hi-yo. True story. True story. (laughs) Anyways, with that being said, though, until next week, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. You know what's not the devil? CM Punk. (laughs) Harry Potter just sucks people.